Our culture has been stripped from much us, bigger. and we have to talk about this. When over 30,000 people have signed a petition. It's much bigger. The conversation is, you know, a lot of black businesses with the U Street Corridor, you know, revamp in general. Let's take it like this. It's, a, it's an attack on black culture in general. WDC. Welcome to the Exit the Matrix podcast. That was Ronald Moten and Tone P on the Angie Ann Show. I am Amin Drew Law. Uh, I have uh, the Mo Man here with me. What's up, big bro? And what's good, motherfucker? How you rocking? I- I'm doing really well, man. I've been uh, eating vegetables, you know what I'm saying? Staying true to the environment, trying to look uh, sexy myself. Yeah, it's like we aging backwards, you know what I'm saying? We're we doing it backwards, bro. Hey, I, I-, I love it, man. <laughs> What's um yeah what, what the Ra's al Ghulin out here baby? <laughs> I just hop into the Lazarus pit for a little yeah. dip. Yeah yeah. All right okay so um we uh, just heard uh, an interview uh, by Angie Ange um, uh, talking to um, two people who are uh, highly involved in the uh, Don't Mute DC movement. Uh, you know I got to talk about this immediately and that, this segment in we're not even going to enter the matrix. We're going to call this segment. Uh, in the heart of the city There ain't no love In the heart of town So, uh, I, ha- I, uh, I want to talk about Don't Mute DC But I have a few other things I want to talk about uh, Well, let's, let's just go into that Let's go into that How many, alright, so bruh Coming from my house, which is in Northeast To your house, which is also in DC How many condos would you say we pass? How well, many condo chains? Well, I um actually counted Should we, oh, okay. how many are on H Okay, Street. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not there's gonna be way more than that, but I would say that um your neighborhood uh is less condoed out. There's sort of less space to do a lot of things, yeah. and there's more homes there. Yeah. So I would say that there is a much higher concentration on H and Benning. Yeah. Hey, but North down. Capital too, bro. Going up North Capital is North Capital. If you, but you got to go all the way down North Capital. Like yeah. Start, yeah. But that no, they do start it's getting definitely popping. some condos. Well, shit, man. Them houses are. I mean, it's like 1.2 million and stuff. Yeah. That's so, incredible. So anyway, we're going to get lost <laughs> because I, I, I've been wanting to talk about condos for so long. So much so that the last... Do you like condos? Would you buy... Like, if someone gave you a condo, would you live there? Yeah, I would. I, I think the thing is, for me, condos are a, a good idea that capitalism has taken and uh, destroyed and, and well has created um, classism and whiteness by saying, okay, I, I would think that we were talking about this before. If I have a block and I can put 15 houses on a block and four people live in those houses, that's 60 people. Now, if I take that same block and put 12 floors of condos, I'm having 10 floors, two people in each floors, 12 floors. You're talking about 200 plus people. Mm -hmm. Why are those people still paying higher rent than the people that were living in those houses? To cohabitate with other human beings like that, I think is positive. I don't think most people want to live in a house. I think they would like to have their little space with maybe just themselves or maybe them and Mm. one or two other people. That's how a lot of people want to live. Not everyone's trying to be me, trying to have a a peace house where ten people are in there doing revolutionary, uh, you know, teachings and and eating mm. falafel all, all fucking day. Yeah. So for me, it's like uh, it's somewhere between a mix. Like by myself, right? Like I don't really like condos. Like I would like 
a cottage. Like a little bitty small. To yeah. throw axes? Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you would go the Hobbit route. <laughs> no, I would you know? never come for you like that. Uh, I still fear houses, you a little bit. Hobbit houses are great, man. Hobbit houses are great. I couldn't fit in them joints, though. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. You know I'd be like, Gandalf in that bitch trying <laughs> to slide underneath. I, I, the amount of times I've been high as hell in the Hobbit house and right. just knocking my head. Just knocking all my priceless fucking art over. Fucking up second breakfast and shit. No, but like... um. Away from that, right, I kind of like would be into something between a dormitory and a hostel, right? Like some house where like maybe there are five other families that live. We have some shared common area. It's on some, it's some village shit. Like this is a little village right here. Right. Like that's for me. I don't really think I could do condos because I like, I really, you know, being from the South, man, I really like to know my neighbors. Like that means a lot to me. And like. You never know all the motherfuckers that live in the condos. And and y'all probably don't even got shit in common. Like, y'all don't like each other. You don't have... You live together, but you don't have a community. And that's... To me, that's odd. So there is eight condos. Plus, there is that humongous condo that's there. It looks like five condos put together. It's one of the biggest living spaces I've ever seen in Washington, D.C. Like, even those huge mm-hmm. condos that they have like, near Chinatown, like, on New York, they still are tall. They're not, like, this monstrosity, man. There is a Galvatron style condo right on the in the middle of H Street every time. And it's just like, there's literally people just that sleep outside, you know what I'm saying? Right in front of the condo that is being built and it's just every time I see that I'm like look at the fucking matrix man. well there's nothing that says gentrification more than a condo though right it's number one. Oh, did I tell you this the last group poem that I ever wrote was about condos mm. the team did it me Lissa Anita and Pressman and oh, Angel and Angelique you know it was fire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Leo gang anyway your thoughts <laughs> I was just curious about that you know what I'm saying like what do you think uh, DC rates as far as gentrification they're like, number one did you, there was an article that came out in terms of displacement and in terms of... Damn, more yeah. than San Francisco? Number one. Number one. More than New York? Number one. Damn. Yeah. I, it, it, came, it came out uh, about two weeks ago. It was circling around the internet. DC, number one in gentrification. And if you look at the stats for income, $100,000 per year per capita for a white person in Washington, D.C. And it is under 40000 if you are a black person in D.C. And that's that wealth gap, right? Like, and there are people, right? And, and I get it. Like, if you don't know any better and you're on the right wing, you're like, well, people should just be able to negotiate better. This is what you don't get as far as privilege goes. If I'm a woman or if I'm a black person and I am... I've got my master's degree. Like right now, I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing. You know what I'm saying? My MFA. I'm just. Yeah, about we to... talked about that. Yeah, it's a little smart motherfucker. Over right, here. right, right, right. I go for a professorship. Right at Oxford, I know I can't go in there and be like, I need one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm trying to get this job. You know, I'll take a hundred. I'll take a hundred twenty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, whereas you know, a woman is in much the same situation. Like you can't go in there and be like, "I want two hundred even though you have the actual qualifications for the shit, right? And that's the thing. That's that's what privilege is. Like knowing you have to, you can ask for whatever you want, and if they say no, it's gonna be another job somewhere. It's factual. That's factual. It creates a real wealth disparity, and it's not about like the ability to negotiate because you don't have the power. 
You don't have the power to call your own destiny. You're waiting for somebody else to make your destiny because you don't have the income to make your destiny on your own, you know? Speaking of uh, continuing destiny, have you heard about the new whites in Washington, D.C. walking their dogs in the prestigious Howard... The mad, the mad poopers. They are dubbed, yo. The mad poopers. Yes. So, hey, hey, man. Not even, not even too much of a walk, bro. Just ain't that very far from the Metro PCS. I think it's the same motherfuckers. It's the man. same. It's the same motherfuckers. It's the same motherfuckers, <gasps> bro. The same motherfuckers that are complaining about GoGo on fucking Metro PCS on U Street are the mad poopers. You know how close it is. Georgia Avenue turns into Seventh Street. The Metro PCS is on Seventh Street side. And Howard is on the Georgia Avenue side. Mm-hmm. They're literally, they split down the middle like yeah. perfectly. Yeah, they're the same people. They're in that Shaw, um, <laughs> that Shaw high rise or whatever it is. Yeah. That little tiny condo, they it, snuck into Shaw. And man. they're like, yo, Howard should move. The oldest, most prestigious HBCU in America should move. Because you just bought a fucking condo. That's... Incredible! The audacity, the audacity is absurd, hey, bro. You know, I saw it on the internet, man. You know what they called it? What? Caucasity. <laughs> it's not mine. Hey, shout out to Caucasity. Caucasity. Put it Caucasity. in a, put it well, in a dictionary. We I get it. What Season else you got? We'll get. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about gorilla planting. You want to talk about that? Oh a little no! Bit? First of all, yeah, I do, but I want to talk about this first because I um I think because I want to stay on the condo subject. I told okay. you I was on one today. Right? Hey, do it, man. Um, I went to a TED talk. Uh, I have my own opinions about TED talks, but I went to one because one of my very good friends. Uh, she was speaking there, and she got, you know, you got to get tickets. It's a very bougie event. I dressed up, and I went to hear her speak. She was the closing uh, speaker. Before she got up there, the person who is the main uh, developer of the D.C. Wharf area, if you know about the D.C. Wharf being uh, recently completely... That's where I get my fish. Yeah, it used but to... But it's uh, a pain in the ass, though, bro. That place is almost as difficult to get to as Georgetown. Like, there's no easy metro to take there. There's no easy buses to take there. No, nah, that's facts. That's facts. Well, it's always sort of been that part of the city that everyone knew was a mission to get to. No matter where right. you lived, it was a bit of a mission. It's but a pain it was... in the ass to drive there. Yeah, but that's that's the thing about going to the Wharf. It's like... You go, you, you take the day to go out there. That's like what yeah. it is for Georgetown too. Don't you kind of take the day to That's go to a Georgetown? Fact. That's a fact. And the, what's the benefit of the wharf was you could get really, really fresh seafood for really, really, really cheap. Hell yes. Now you can get really, really fresh seafood for a decent price. What happened is, is they they completely gentrified the whole. What do they call it? Revamp it. Yeah. Whatever that is. Revitalize. So they, it sucks. Whatever it may be. I'm relatively new to the area. So, so the wharf is. Y'all right. So it wasn't like that before. Right. When I was at the TED Talk, uh, <laughs> when I was at the TED Talk, the person that spoke before uh, my uh, my friend did was the person who developed that part or gentrified that part of uh, the wharf. And he was saying, this is what we did to plan this thing. And this is what we did here. We wanted to create community space and this and this and this. And I was like, how, the, how can TED Talks allow a person who is a grade s level an s level gentrifier to speak on this platform and it's really when i realized that i didn't tedx is some or ted talks over some bullshit but what i'm saying is i remember about a month and a half later i was listening to uh, a podcast and they were talking about 
there a protest of the developer himself you know like where he was going they would go and protest him and it was the same dude that had had uh, gentrified the wharf and i just was thinking of strategies like how can we make these developers hurt in some capacity is it possible i mean just awareness man because again man like i would think like you're talking about a person that has more political power than you, a person that has more access to influence. You know what I'm saying? So awareness becomes your only option. It becomes the level one. You know what I'm saying? Level one is like bring awareness to those people, the people that are not healthy to the area. And, you know, but understand and also realize you're creating an enemy that has more power than you inherently. I think I have an idea. You just gave me an idea. There we go. I'm going to find out these dudes' Woo! names. We're going to create an entire other section of just ho dudes. Oh shit! <laughs> fuck boys. We're gonna call it the fuck the fuck boy glossary, yeah. and we're gonna put all these developers, all these gentrifiers, all these mayors, all this shit right in there, and let you know what they really about. Man, that's real. Uh, all right, let's. Can we? You want to move on? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking about the plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it. So this, I'm gonna tell you Earth this day, week, man. We just had Earth Day. We just had Earth Day. Congratulations, um, Earth. You survived. Yeah, and, we're and in not, spite of all the bullshit. Yeah, in spite of a lot of our bullshit. Hey. Um. So, or you know. The oppressor's bullshit. Uh, but what I'm saying is uh, we have been thinking about doing some gorilla planting. Gorilla planting. that's a wokesionary term or, or, you know, who coined it or whatever. But uh, this week we are going planting with, uh, and we are places going to. Places that don't matter to people. Places that have been forgot. Places that are there and they're available to us. And we're going to give those places some love. And we're going to do that. We're going we to love got, that earth. We have got some pawpaw seeds, some indigenous seeds to the DMV area from my good homie. Uh, this week, we are going to go plant those seeds, and we are going to grow some trees. We're going to come back. John Denver shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We are. We're out here trying to be, you know, the change that we want to see, and we're, we're hype about that. We, You know, it would be great if people could just go into the woods sometimes when they're hungry and be like, bam. Fruit, 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 fruit. And you said you wanted to grow some potatoes. We're the only, yeah, we're the only species that doesn't let the earth feed us anymore. The earth feeds every other species. You know what I'm saying? We pay to live on the planet. Every, but, but we're the intelligent ones, right? There's no animal on this planet that pays to live here. <laughs> All right, you want to, um, just, uh, let's take that and let's uh, springboard into the matrix. Are you ready to enter the matrix? Now tank, now. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of the Earth and Earth Day, we gave you some good news. We were talking that shit early at the heart of the city segment, uh, but you know we're back in the reality. Canada, uh, our neighbors to the north, um, is it is now a report that came out last week stating it is warming twice as fast as it was thought previously. And if you know about Canada right now. Because of capitalism, there is all this land that is becoming available for use when it comes to oil and things like that. And now that the ice caps are melting in uh, northern Canada, all these different countries are trying to claim the land. So there's all this stuff going on right now. But um, we were talking about, uh, you know, what you can do as a person to, like, you know, remove your carbon footprint and all those other things. And, uh, well, I think it is incredibly important to uh, continue to uh, be the change that you want to see when it comes to those environmentalist things. If you are an environmentalist, you also have to be a revolutionary. 
I think that's a really interesting thing, right? Because And what revolutionary means is just someone that sees a change, right? A revolution is a rotation, right? It's a it's one completion of a cycle. It's not static. It's completing a cycle. And, and that's what that means. When you're talking about Canada, though, bro, one of the things that that's going on that I think is fascinating, and this could be a flashpoint. Everybody talks about the United States and China in the 21st century, but where you brought up Canada, I see Canada and Russia being a flashpoint in the 21st century. But retreating polar caps, right? Russia is already in this place where they're doing military drills to secure the North Pole because there are a lot of petrochemicals there. The wealth of that is in the trillions. Trillions of dollars of oil are under the polar caps. Those are big stakes. Right? But the other thing is Russia sees this. Like, these other countries aren't debating uh, climate change, they're planning for it. They've already conceded it's going to happen. So Russia already has icebreakers that in the summertime will create shipping lanes that mm. it, once the polar caps are already gone, that's going to transform Russia into a cargo superpower. Because before then, what do you have to do for China? To get Chinese goods to Europe, right? You have to go all the way around uh, India all the way, or you have to either go through the Suez Canal, right, and bypass Africa, or go around Africa and come back up, and now you're in Europe. Ooh, Magellan over here, baby. Right? But with these new routes that Russia is making, yeah, with you just China slide through the top. slides through the top and comes right back down on Sweden. It literally saves months. That's a, that's absurd. Hey, and you know, um, I was reading that there is a prop. The propaganda in Russia is that global warming is good. It is. It's going to be great for them economically. Yeah. It's going to make so many parts of Russia that have been inhospitable, hospitable. It makes things like they, they won't need the Ukraine anymore right. because these parts are going to become habitable. These are the parts of the land where, where, where Genghis Khan was. You know what I'm saying? Siberia, their empire was huge because it fucking had to be. They had to find grazing land. This area is become is going to become more arable, is going to become more hospitable. Like, Earth is going to change in a lot of different ways, and Russia is preparing for it. I think them in Canada, though, who owns that land, who owns those shipping routes, who gets to run, that is a potential flashpoint that I think everybody has to think about a little bit over the next hundred years. It's intense. I'm with it, though. Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of things have popped off. So it's come out over the past couple of years that essentially COINTELPRO 2. Are you familiar with what COINTELPRO is? I am. So for those of you that don't. Can you tell the people? I will. COINTELPRO was a program run by one of the alphabet organizations. These were the programs that were watching people like Malcolm X, were watching people like uh, Martin Luther King, right? And there's always been sinister components to them where we wonder, like, up to and including how much are these people able to do well apparently those programs have been reinitialized and there have been members really? of congress what a surprise officially right? <laughs> officially it went away for a time yeah. officially right wait so now it's officially back it's officially back whoa it's officially back they trying to get that brand out there right and there are people in congress that are like yo we need uh, some oversight we want to know who it is you're watching and why because you're not talking about people that have necessarily broke the law, right? And so, like, this becomes inherently a constitutional issue because no unlawful search and seizure, right? You're literally going up against a bill of right right there. Like, if a person hasn't hasn't broken any laws and committed no crimes, why are you committing these type of resources to watching them? So this is, like, what I think the surveillance state uh, comes into play because, like you said, it's being 
uh, you're, if I understand correctly, mm-hmm. it's being rolled out to say here is this again mm-hmm. when we clearly know that Black Lives Matter has been under the intense scrutiny and microscope right. of the United States government right. and the alphabet for all Shit, of man, Patrice probably can't jaywalk in Jacksonville. I can't jaywalk. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, damn, that was a good. You brought that one back. You a clever motherfucker, man. You really are. You really are. Um, you know this. This. This is happening throughout the entire Obama administration. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for me because we were just talking about how he uh, Barack Obama came out and said something about Nipsey Hussle and that really just being a cloud chase move, but. You know, Black Lives Matter really suffered at the hands of the Obama administration, and that's important to talk about. Activists all around the world did. I mean, look, the Chelsea Manning situation was happening under Obama. It didn't start there, but it continued on. Edward Snowden happened under the uh, Obama watch. One of the biggest fumbles, I think, the, mm-hmm. on, the marks on his, uh, right? his presidency. Now, Cynthia McKinney recently talked about the Michael Hastings death, and what's happened is there has been another program that the Alphabet run which gives you the theoretical ability to hijack uh, a car, right? Because so many of these cars are electric and they're on grids, right? Like um, like if you miss a payment for your GMAC, GMAC, they don't have to repo it anymore. They can make it so that it doesn't push to start. Well, those systems are hackable, right? And so like with driver assist and those kind <laughs> hey, of things. Hey, can I jump right in real quick? Sure. Do you remember the movie that I hate the most, the Fast and Furious 8 movie? Yeah. The Fate of the Furious. We're... Uh, the most overrated actress of all time hacked all the cars and it was like 3000 right. cars that right. she hacked right this is that's what i think this is that's it's a, real it's shit, a doable huh? thing it's a doable thing right and so Cynthia McKinney raised questions with that program being out there because Michael Hastings who was a very prominent uh, opponent of the the Gulf Wars who was who was a reporter died in a car crash you know, and she's like, with these kind of programs that exist, you have to consider the possibility it was an op. And I think that's fascinating when we talk about like the danger of the reinitialization of a COINTEL Pro, because with the technologies that exist, the potential for for misuse is staggering. And these are questions that we should ask. It's really it's really dangerous, man. Just to think of, you know, just being gone the next day, like. In all honesty, man, like how how easy is it for someone to just pop through your window at night, double tap, wrap up, you're gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But or, this isn't even having to do that. This is literally yeah. running a running a, a a routine. Cut your brakes or some crap. I don't know what they do. Right. You run got, a routine in New York. You know, a sub routine. Hit a button. Right. And it, and and it goes. Oh, brakes cut off. Right. And then you know you it, the only way you can survive is, is if you're Tom Cruise. You right. Know? No facts. <laughs> Right, yeah. So I think that's an incredible thing. Now, we know that this is the kind of structure that exists to maintain the security of this government, right? But still, you have militias on our borders right now of aggrieved people that feel like there are threats that are coming from other parts of the world. You heard about there was a there was a guy who literally had a warrant out for his arrest. This was a 60-year-old white man. He was older than 60. He was in his 60s, right? This person was a felon with a gun with guns, right? And a militia in New Mexico that was literally apprehending people that were coming across the border and taking them to ICE. Well, that's What kind of hate do you have to have to be a person? You can't even have guns you willing to go to jail to like apprehend a 12 year old person fleeing a- it's like 
<clears throat> the propaganda of whiteness, man, has seeped so far into some of these people, man. They're like kind of like White Walkers. Right. Like you, you, there's no morality or ethics in, involved, man. I, I hear so many times people say like their justification for it is like it's the law. It's like it's like bruh, laws are, are not something that you came up with. That they're they're forced upon you. That you are using the morality of a law for your morality right and all laws are not ethical and also the own the answer to like breaking all laws is not instant death like that's not that you know what i'm saying it's like he jaywalked and he got how could shot it last that long? he broke the law how how could he have done that for more than a day think about the audacity of that man rolling up on like ice agents is like 50 of y'all and y'all have these people handcuffed and zip tied and you just hand them to like ice. like the fucking lone ranger or something like yeah that's not okay, man. That's terrifying. On the, on the spot. So that's something that happened, man. Tell me about the Sackler. Okay, so if you... Uh, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. This is some DC shit. Um, but uh, the Sackler family... Do you remember that one time we went to uh, the Sackler Museum... And it was all this. It's like uh, they have a lot of um, uh, Asian when a dude art. tried to check me down for like my yes, backpack. Yes, yes. Uh, and we looked at that like <laughs> it was talking about the guy Sackler, the Sackler family, and it was like, and we had the conversation like, look at why is this white dude in here? Mm. So the Sackler family, um, they are a big part of the. I think it's like the opioid crisis, or they're like a large. Oh, corp- yeah, yeah. So um, what happened was is they have a lot of investments in art museums and they have they have all over the world and uh one of them is the guggenheim Mm. uh and if you know anything about the guggenheim i always felt like that was like the modern art echelon like in the um, in the art world you know what i'm saying like to be in the guggenheim that's some real you know bourgeois like you've been validated you've been validated for by the fine art world so what happened was a bunch of uh, activists in New York. Shout out to New York and their activism, man. I'm always hearing good stuff about uh, the activists in New York. Big shout out to them. Uh, they they had a bunch of uh, they had like thousands of prescriptions, and they went. You know, the Guggenheim is kind of like um, a circular structure. Have you ever been? To, have you been to the Hirshhorn? Yes. So you know how that's like a circular structure, and there's mm-hmm. that courtyard in the middle. So they have that, but the courtyard is also enclosed within the museum. Mm. So they were all on top of uh, the stairs, and they were all a part of it. So at once, they threw like 3,000 prescriptions all over the floor of the Guggenheim. Whoa. And the Guggenheim pulled um, – they had to, They decided to give back the money that the Sackler family had given to them. Whoa. And what's so funny is I actually went back to the Sackler Museum the day before that I heard this story. So it, like, really hit me in my mind. Man, man, good on them, man. That's a big, solid move. And, like, no one – I mean, these politicians don't give up money, much less nonprofits and museums. So, like, that's incredible good on them, man. I'm super, shout super – out, Shout out to Guggenheim, man. Yeah. For sure. All right, what we so, got bro, next? You ready to style on them, bro? All right. Let's style on them. Okay. Style on them. Please, are you mad because I'm styling on them? I better get a styling on them. So actually, uh, okay. So if you uh, if you know anything about me, I hate spoilers. So uh, one of my biggest, most favorite video games, probably my favorite, you know, nerd media is uh, Mortal Kombat. I'm sure most people are familiar with that game, whether you've uh, played it or just heard about it. Um, but do you like the movie, bro? The first movie Have we ever talked about this. The first movie is good. It's the best video game movie of all time. That's just live not true. action. Okay, live action movie uh, of all time. Look at you. That's it. That might be the truth now. Okay. All right. Thank you. Win. I'm the winner. Let's move on. Uh, I, the second one is horrific, and the cartoon is really bad. 
Uh, they've had a lot of misses, but um, they've had a, a tremendous amount of hits. And uh, you actually was like, hey, man, what did you think about uh, the Jax ending? And before I, I'm going to let you tell it, but uh, just to give you a little background about the character Jackson Briggs, he is the commanding officer in a clandestine um, alphabet organization called the Special Forces, which deals with mysticism and uh, threats that come outside of um, you know, like tangible things. So that, that's what they, uh, that's what their speciality is. And, uh, he's the commanding officer. He's like, uh, Muay Thai, uh, wrestler. He's like, you know, just dope. He has like metal arms. He's a super cool character. Uh, and his latter ending, his arcade ending, uh, has been really controversial to white people. And, uh, moment, can you explain kind of what, what went down? Okay, before I do, I want to ask you a question. Yes, please. Jax versus the Winter Soldier. Who wins? Uh, I'm going to go... It's a good match. I got to go with Jax just because um, in terms of, like, his arms are used for pure power. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when, when a huge person is throwing huge metal at you, that's tough. So I think that, you know... And they're both incredible with guns, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, what it would be. I would say in a straight fight, it would be... Uh, it would be Jax, but Jax definitely does not have like that um, uh, that sneak ability, that ninja ability. You know mm. what I mean? Like he's a frontal assault kind of person. Right. And I feel like the Winter Soldier can slide in in the middle of the night, you know, double tap ten guys and slide out without an alarm going off. Right? right. Jax couldn't do that. Mm, squad. Okay. So, so yeah, so let's talk about the Jax ending. Jax defeats the the game, and he's guided by Raiden. And Raiden's like, hey, so apparently he has his power. And we're not gonna talk about fully what that power is but he uh, is able to affect the future and the past right and one of the things that he does is he goes back and he makes a world where slavery never happened so what you see is basically a utopia it almost kind of looked like black panther when i yeah when, when i definitely got the, some wakanda vibes yeah wakanda vibes wakanda vibes for sure um and you know the internet is pissed off oh my god it's social justice oh god right like this shouldn't be put into video games and stuff like that and you know because i love mortal Kombat so much i have to say like it was and it is turning it had turned into whiteness i have a big youtube video that i'm working on i'll tell you about it later but uh in mortal Kombat, i really like it because almost all the characters are people of color or non-americans mm -hmm. um you know the champion of mortal Kombat is you know Chinese, Liu Kang, he defeats the god. He's the one that defeats everybody. He defeats the gods, the Shaolin, the monks. There are white people in it. There are military Americans in it, but they are playing a small role. Sub-Zero, he's Chinese. Uh, uh, the Scorpion, Japanese. They have a, a deep lore. You know, it, it's not a, a, a game that's always been focused on whiteness. You know what I'm saying? Or characters, you know what I'm saying, that are like, uh, that are um, white presenting. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, you know, you look at Ryu, you're going, I don't know, what's what's going on? Yeah, with he him, doesn't you know? look very Japanese. You know, but you look at Liu Kang, <laughs> I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's always been... Um, it's it's like it's like the Matrix, the movies to me. It's like mm. you kind of forgot actually how many people of color were in it and how diverse it was, man. Another reason that I really like Mortal Kombat and uh, yeah, weren't they all? Don't they? White people get mad at a character every year, wasn't it? Um, I remember there was a big deal with um one of the characters in Hunger Games. One of the girls in Hunger Games was like black, and they were like in the books, yeah, in the books, and it's like it was a book. Yeah, <laughs> how did you see it? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the thing, man. They hate to see... Well, that's the thing in fantasy is, like, they don't like to see black people in their fantasies, right? And what does that say? 
When in their fantasies, there are no black people. Didn't you say they don't like seeing uh, black people be joyous? No, no, that's just that's just in that's in real life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, <laughs> hey, R.I.P. to the realist, man. R.I.P. to Grey Worm. We already know, bro. He's about to go, man. Black people don't exist in the fantasy. The Dothraki, they're gonna they're gonna die before they lived on Westeros, right? And we won't even know one thing that they were thinking. And what bothers me the most, right? And I hope to God it doesn't play out this way. But you've already had these people that have this great, huge racism and phobia of the black people. There, they're giving Masandai the stink eye. They're giving Grey Worm the stink eye, right? Even nine year olds are giving them the stink eye, right? Like you've embedded racism so deep into them now that when you're eight or nine, and we've doubled down, like. We already had that episode before, but now it's even more, right? So, like, now when they die, if they die and come back as whites, you just retroactively sanctioned that bias because this is going to become a legend. 10,000 years from now, 2,000 years from now, 500 years from now, the legend of the undead, dark, black, unsullied that ravaged the North. And you're going to have old Lady Nan talking about, and there were black people with the ice spiders. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna. They came across lands many, many miles, a narrow sea. You know what I'm to saying? To destroy the white man yeah. and bury his children in their sleep. It's it's right there. They just yeah. retroactively sanctioned all of that racism. Game of Thrones, man. Oh, you I love just, it, but you hate it. You love it, but you hate it. Man, all right, what's, so. What's next on here? Uh, sell songs, man. Sell songs. Who you got? Who you put me on? Um, Yeah, I want. Did you. Uh, my song was. Oh, so first of all, do you know. Um, do you know Saba? Do you ever heard of the artist Saba? Only I have. Um, so in Chicago right now, there is like this super dope collective of human beings. I, I forget all the people that are involved, but uh, Saba is one of them. Uh, do you know No Name? I do. Okay, No Name is another artist in sort of like their loose collective. Uh, Joseph Chilliams, have we listened to Joseph yes. Chilliams? Joseph Chilliams is in there. Uh, like I said, Saba's there, an artist named Smino, even though he's from St. Louis. Mick Jenkins rocks with them. Uh, and they have, they just released an album and we were just listening to it a little bit earlier and it is called, uh, you can't sit with us. Uh, and they actually have a song called mortal Kombat <laughs> to tie it all together. So we should listen oh, to that joint, uh, a little bit later. And there's a bunch of different artists that I didn't name on here that I don't have, um, a huge, um, a, a database for. Um, but a, a lot of the songs I've heard are, are super dope. And I got to give a huge shout out even before I forget to my homie Anita, who immediately uh, hit me up on IG and let me know that the album was out. So uh, I'm selling you that album. You can't sit with us. Uh, I believe they're called Pivot Gang. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I already know you're going to rock with it, I man. I love it. And it's good, it's good bars on there, man. They're giving you bars. They're giving you, you know, seven, eight rappers are giving you 16s on a song, man. It's really beautiful. All right, all right. So uh, I don't have a whole album to give you, but I have a song to give you, and I have uh, a different artist. So, um... You know, I've recently come into the knowledge of Rita Ora, and I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about her one way or the other. But she has a song called I Only Want You, right? And I kind of dig it. It's a little bit of a, it's not what I would say a bop, but it's, uh, it's, I think about the kind of things that I would want a person to say to me, right? And it's like, there's a line in the song where it's like, I don't want somebody like you, I only want you. And I think, like, ah, it's just a really sweet thing. So that's a song I'm kind of feeling right now. Um, um, I, uh, I think, like, when I look at someone like Rita Ora, 
I'm like, man, if you didn't care about appealing to white people, yeah. she would be so She chasing good. the bag, bro. Look, I'm yeah. telling you, it's a sweet little song, but she definitely chasing the bag. She is um she is the type of person that I would pay to see for sure. Mm. For many reasons. I mean, she's right. not I mean she's beautiful for sure. Uh she can I feel like she can sing better than Ariana Grande. Oh, absolutely. That's for sure. And she's in that lane, I would say. Yeah, definitely she's in that lane, but she just got a like a lot more swag, man. She yeah. just seems like the type of person I could, you know, really hit a blunt with, you know. And yeah. she's like, and 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 I just and she had black in that song. You were yep. showing me, right? I like yeah, black yeah. a lot too. Um, and I feel like just dive all the way into hip hop, man. Let this pop shit go, man. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's the shit is dead. It's weird, man. People make those those weird. Like I remember when um who was it? It was uh Nelly Furtado, right? Her first album comes out. Furtado. Nelly Furtado. Furtado. Yeah. Furtado, I'm sorry. Okay, whatever, man. What the hell, man? Get it right, man. Come on. (laughs) And like her first album was like super kind of artsy, like the you know, um, I'm like a bird and all that. I'm like, oh, right, that was a good song. Yeah, no, that was a great album. And then she, and then she went and got with Timbaland and like started doing all the super poppy promiscuous girls. So like people make a like you know it's a weird journey, man. Who is I think it's um Matt Damon and what's the other one? Ben Affleck. Yeah. So Ben Affleck says like about like art like do the art movie do the pop movie do the art movie do the pop movie and I wonder if that's not what's happening with these artists right now. You right? uh okay but okay so let me I think you made a great point I'm gonna break it down for you how I would do it is exactly how um I think Cardi is doing it. Mm. Cardi is going I'm a feature on y'all shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a oh you got a hot song I'm gonna jump on that hot song but my shit is my shit yeah. you know so that's how I would play that I have you do you remember Alessia Cara yeah yeah um, so she had that song uh, the like the, the she doesn't want to be at the party song mm. I forget how it goes man but it was super dope and um, I remember her first album being really about like some alt, alt shit like just the alt girl she's not trying to get drunk she's not gonna get fucked up she's just trying to vibe out she's trying to create some shit and her second album once the industry got a hold of her was all white feminism it was like so hard to listen to and i'm like man if you are an artist out there and you're blowing up and you're super dope trust me when i tell you you say this all the time there's some bags that you don't need you don't need this bag yeah you don't need this bag the second group i would give you uh and it's it's really anything from them man it's a group called neon jungle and uh if you haven't listened to them it's a quartet of black women and they just sing amazing songs. The first song of theirs I heard was uh, they covered Hozier's Take Me to Church. And goddamn, boy, you will be there. It'll take you all the way there. So, yeah, Neon Jungle. If you haven't listened to them, give them a, give them a little try, you know. They're a little indie, crazy talented, just brilliant, brilliant, beautiful people. All right, what we got next? Kodak motherfucking Black, bro. I don't want to talk about Kodak Black, man. What is it? What is it with Kodak Black? What did he do? Man, so, like, now, man, I mean... <sighs> So now he's in beef with T.I. Because T.I. rightly called him out. Oh, God. Why? I why? know. This is so funny. You couldn't care less. This, this man, is so fucking Why he funny. got to jump in every fucking thing, Well, man. think about it, bro. Kodak Black is in Atlanta, right? He's an Atlanta OG. If anybody is going to try to bring him in, it's on T.I. This is facts. It's on T.I. as the OG to be like, hey, bro, that ain't the look, bro. Like, motherfucking, the shit you said about London is not okay. The shit you're doing with fucking, you know, fucking with Young and May, it's not all right. It's on an Atlanta OG to kind of call him in. And he did. And Kodak Black says, man, 
don't you don't no one give a fuck about you. The only reason you up here is because you don't don't nobody want to get with Tiny when your ass died. What you need to be worried about is somebody fucking your daughter. And like Kodak, whenever I think there's no lower he can go, he digs a new hole. That like this nigga live under the devil. Like the cosm the devil is like in a higher fucking level house than fucking Kodak Black, bro. This nigga is under the devil, bro. Like I really I really kind of hate this nigga, bro. That's real. I, I hear you on that. Uh, I could just never hate rappers like that. Like I uh, and also okay. So I, how about, about, I how about, how about loathe his fucking okay, existence? Cool. Uh, I I the thing about um because I heard about what uh the the controversy off uh, what was happening with Laura London um, or what happened with Kodak Black mentioning Laura London and when you watch the video, not that this makes it better, but he was like kind of in the background having a conversation i don't even know why his phone was on Mm. um and then for all these people to come out to defend laura london's honor just felt like a clout chase to me yeah probably y'all didn't have anything to say when you know those uh, 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 charges and allegations were brought on kodak black you weren't out there saying like hey we need to allow people even who come to our you know hotel at three o'clock in the morning like the uh, the ability to be like actually no you know what i mean like that was a time where you could have came out and put in uh, had that conversation about Kodak Black when Kodak Black says something specifically about Laura London in terms of oh that's Nipsey Hussle's you know partner right that's like you're that's some masculinity shit and it's some clout chase Facts. shit yeah. Facts. Yeah, no, all of that is real, man. All of that is real. I guess that gets us to fuck yous and shout out. All right, what you got for the fuck yous? Man, you know what? Fuck anybody who doesn't believe that people that have went to jail should be able to vote. Especially if you eat Chick-fil-A and are running for president. And you also... Have some clandestine ties. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's that's some bullshit. Who you I, got um, fuck yous for? Um, I can't think of any fuck yous off the top of my head. You know I'm a man of peace. I'm yeah. a human of peace. Hey, fuck you to any people who shame other people for watching fucking popular TV shows. Bro. Oh, you mean the person that's like, every time I have to get on Twitter on Sunday, all I have to hear about is Game of Thrones. It's like, eat a dick. Yeah, go do some other shit, man. It's not all about you. Shit ain't that. So you, oh, what the fuck do you, you want, watch, man? Look, if you don't want to watch Game of Thrones because it's a bunch of white people and there's sexual assault in it, and there's, look, I'm not telling you you got to watch Game of Thrones. There can be a reason, but don't be that person to try shit to. Shit on everybody yeah, else's Yeah, you know, cereal. you want to wedge yourself in there. So you, it's like people who t- used to tell you, uh, oh, I don't watch TV. I'm sorry. I don't watch TV. And then there were the people who were like, I'm sorry. I don't get on social media. It's like, okay, have yourself a party. Shout outs. Uh, yeah, I want to give a big shout out to Ben and Jerry's. Actually, not only do uh, Ben and Jerry's make delicious uh, it's vegan, absolutely incredible vegan ice. They have the best vegan ice cream. It's not even close. Um, they uh, had an post on Instagram talking about uh, uh, cannabis justice for um, people of color and black people mm. uh, who are now who are, and they basically said don't forget about um, you know don't let the market be overrun by whiteness and they had an Instagram post about cannabis yeah, Ben and Jerry's how did they to, I mean look this is the type of thing when I talk about or, or we talk we can talk about branding is there branding behind it yeah but the message is dope it's still and, a huge and, shot man. man I mean that's more that's radical static- than anything Nike's ever done. Ever done, man. I can't imagine just that boardroom in there of people going, yeah, let's do it. That's dope. Shout out to them. Yeah, no, for real, man. That's super, super dope, man. Let me ask you a question, man. I know you're not vegan anymore, but like when we talk about like fat boy fucking treats, because I'm all about fat boy treats. You're talking about the best vegan ice cream. 
right? Now, we've had, I've, I will say, I am a cheeseburger-loving motherfucker, but I've had a good vegan burger before. But th- that's the problem for me, though, is there's no put-together place. Like, if I wanted to take you right now to get a fat-ass cheeseburger and an incredible milkshake, there's probably 10 restaurants I can name right now. Can you name any one place where we could get it all together? Where, like, I could get the great vegan burger and then the great vegan milkshake? Maybe Farewell. Shout out to Farewell. They do mm. a bunch of, de- but it's like, honestly, man, I'm not trying to pay $28 for it. Like, right. You can go right, get right, a burger right. and a shake for 15 bucks. Yep. Um, man, and a pretty a, good one, yeah. It's just food justice, man. It's the meat lobby. I was lobby. just curious about that. So it's that's, the that's, meat lobby. It's the same thing, man. It's food justice, man. This shit is important, you know. And this is why. Why would, it, why would, a, why would a, a, a living animal uh, pr- meat Costs less than vegetable protein. It, it doesn't make sense, you know. No, it's fascinating. Yeah, but I, but I, yeah. Anyway, what's that one spice that's worth more than gold? Um, what is it? Tell my saffron. Saffron. I realized why saffron is so expensive, man. It's basically like rolled up buds of flowers. Because <laughs> I, I was like, you know what, man? Saffron is so expensive. You know, I got all these uh, harebrained schemes all the time. Right. I was like, man, I'm about to grow some fucking saffron. And then I realized how many flowers it took to make like one saffron <laughs> thing. And I was like, oh, bitch, I need like 30 acres for this. <laughs> I was trying to have a buy a tent. I'm going to grow some saffron in a tent. Make eight cents worth of saffron That's every hilarious. year. That's hilarious. That's why you feel super special when that should be in your rice. <laughs> You're eating something that's worth Let me more tell you, gold, I didn't save that saffron. I'm like, you know what? This is only for, for lady friends right yeah, here. I'm not cooking hilarious. these for my regular schmegular friends. Yo, and I'm going to end with my shout out to uh, Tormund, Titty Milk, Giants Bane. I'm applauding you. I'm standing up and applauding you. Because I feel like when people talk about like evolution, right? And again, this is a show that's very bad, right? Lots of bad people, but Tormund was one of the worst, bro. This was a person that would run into villages and and murder everybody in the village, men, women, and children. And this person has tried to evolve to the point, people don't think about how much of a cultural change that he is in, right? What's wildling culture? When you like a woman, what do you do? Uh, Yeah, you just kind of run up to them and- Kidnap them and take them, right? Yeah. This person has had this incredible, Incredible attraction for Brienne for all of this time, and he's never done any of that wildling shit. He is trying to the best of his ability to assimilate into Westerosi culture. He's trying to court this person awkwardly. You know, he's willing to make himself look bad, and he only ever wants to see her success, bruh. Like, even when she gets the one thing that she wants the most from somebody that is not him. That is directly opposed to him, actually. He stands up and cheers that person and becomes her number one cheerleader. When we talk about, like, what it looks like to try to reject the toxic masculinity that's inside of you, man. I like how you're tying this. That's a big move. And we talk about lenses, right? Because a lot of people was like, wait, whoa. He's talking about the giant you know and it's like no you don't even understand from his lens he is being as respectful as possible he is saying this is why you should pick me i killed a giant this dude killed the king i killed the giant this is this is what makes me me all right before we get out of here i need to tell our listeners something right now get your shit together and you need to watch Endgame because we're seeing it on Thursday. And so that oh will be God. that will be last week. So you need to be prepared because we will be talking spoilers bubbly, for Endgame. Bubbly, happy, crazy. Everybody says it's beyond your wildest dreams. No, no, no matter what you think, it's even better than that. Wow. You it's, know what? That's what they said about uh, Infinity War. And man. I loved Infinity War. Bruh. 
What do you do? You think it's gonna be better than? I think I don't know. Shazam! Shazam's a good movie, and you are a hater. This man went to go see Hellboy like six times. You gonna talk to me about going to see Shazam once? You a hoe for sure. That's our episode, y'all. Love y'all. We love y'all, man. Hey, don't forget we can be found on Twitter. Uh, we can be found on Instagram at Matrix Podcast. And uh, make sure to email email us at uh, exitthematrixpodcast at gmail.com. And hit us up on Facebook. And, oh, man, can y'all review us wherever you listen to podcasts, yes. especially if you're on Apple. Just go on there to the Apple Podcast joint and write a review, you know. That would yeah. be great. It would be everything if you we want to know how it. to help us do we that. We love you. And please share, share, and share, and have these conversations because we are not the end of the conversation. We want to be part of the conversation. We don't even have to be the beginning of the conversation, just part of it. And you guys are continuing to be part of it. We love y'all. Exit the Matrix Podcast.com. Yeah.